Sit With Us acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land this podcast is recorded on. We also pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. It's like that thing that Sam from Sex and the City says, except she ends up leaving that guy. You're not leaving your guy. No, no, no. (laughs) And if you think about your favourite woman, not once do I think about their body. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sit With Us. This is our part two with the amazing Carissa, who is a master of all things neuroscience and psychology and specializes in binge eating. In this episode, we go into a bit of a Q&A that Ella received from her Instagram, some questions regarding binge eating and relationships. Mm. But in this episode, we really delved into what the relationship between binge eating and kind of toxic relationships. Yeah, toxic relationships and toxic binge eating habits and And how they all work together. So enjoy, guys. We know that, you know, our eating habits can get sometimes a bit toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But we definitely know that dating can get quite toxic as well. And they tend to work hand in hand from my experience. And we're back in the studio today and we have Carissa to chat all things binge eating and Mm -hmm. the psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. And for part two of our episode today, we really wanted to delve into how toxic eating does really mesh in with toxic dating and how Mm -hmm. they work hand in hand And how they can fuel each other Mm. in a negative way. Yeah. So what are the most common signs of this both eating and both dating? Well, I mean, I think it's good to understand that they're both usually stemming from a place of a toxic relationship with self. Mm. So when you've got a toxic relationship with self, you're not going to have boundaries with your food. Mm. You know, who cares if you starve? Who cares if you binge until you feel sick? Who cares if you have one night stands Mm. all the time? You know, so it's the same. Who cares if men, you know, overstep my boundaries or women or, you know, Mm. it doesn't matter whoever you are romantically attracted to. Mm. You let them overstep your boundaries. It's just allowing them to disrespect you Mm. and you to disrespect you when Mm. it comes to eating. So I think it, it constantly ties in from your relationship with self. Like that's where it all stems. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where it's me, hi, the problem is actually me. Yes. Is that uh, Taylor Swift? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, and which is fine. I think we are so accustomed to being like, no, I'm not the issue. No, mm. I'm perfect. Mm. Yeah. It's okay that you're mm. not perfect. Like mm. yeah. no one is. Yeah. But in this specific s- scenario and situation where you've got a really toxic relationship around food, mm. which is then manifesting into your you know, romantic relationship, whether that be you are having one night stands or you are in a relationship, but it is quite toxic because your unhappiness with yourself Mm. is manifesting towards your partner. And I feel like it all stems from, and like you said, like loving yourself and the Mm. the work that we put into ourselves, 
you know, it's never ending. We're always working on ourselves and we'll never fully, I think, be satisfied, you know. But for me, when I was sleeping around and binge drinking and binge eating, it's because I was at the shittiest place I've ever been. Yeah. Um, like when I would sleep with men on the weekends, it would be like a quick fix. Yeah. yeah. Like quick direct, validation. Yeah. The yeah. Validation. Know, I, I feel like, oh, I'll, I'll be needed for 24 hours or less, which is so bad to say. But like. Bastards. It, <laughs> fucking <laughs> bastards. They had me for 24 hours or less and leaving oh. me with a kombucha on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a like, short, that one, that one. <laughs> but it is really yeah like it's when I really think about it it's so upsetting to, that I even gave men that part of me yeah. just because I wasn't happy with myself yeah sometimes you have to go through certain things to yeah. learn what is right and what is wrong for mm, you yeah which goes to my next question mm. you know is this prone to happen more to a certain age demographic like mm. obviously like it would happen to people in their 50s in mm. their 40s but is this an issue that we, you see a lot in maybe a certain age group you know mm. when it comes to disordered eating therefore their personal relationships their personal lives are deteriorating as well Obviously, this happens more in younger women. I shouldn't say obviously, but it happens more in younger women because, you know, some of these women grow out of it. Some of these women get help with their relationship with self or their eating or with men. You know, they if they target one, if they're like, you know, go see someone and talk to someone about, you know, oh, I keep sleeping around or I can't meet anyone or I'm letting men do this to me or whatever. And when I say letting men do this to me, obviously, you know, I, I'm not saying that men are doing anything crazy untoward. Yeah. It's it's what are you allowing? What boundaries mm. are you allowing yes. to be overstepped? It's all about boundaries. Mm. Totally. Right. So... We see it more in younger people because they definitely haven't necessarily worked on any of those aspects mm. of themselves, right? And we also have the younger we are, we have a heightened appreciation or kind of almost desperate need to want to be externally, you know, mm. visually appealing mm. and have men validate that we are good, we are wanted. Mm. Um, and I think there's a big social narrative around, you know, as women get older, you know, our worth is less and, and you know, the George Clooney and it's the, they get finer as they age yeah, and women, yeah. it's you know. So I think that <laughs> plays a massive role in it. Yeah. But it's I think it's really tough for women and I mm. see it all the time especially I think it's very common in women who are single mm. I think when when we're in a relationship especially a really healthy relationship mm. um, or at least if it starts out healthy mm. we don't necessarily see it I think it, it's extreme in the dating phase I think yeah you know because people are you know they're seeking that external validation from men and they're also seeking external validation from having a good body. And when we look at yeah. confidence, body confidence, I think people think body confidence is external validation. Mm. Body confidence, okay, I want you to think about this. This is really important and I teach this to all the women I work with. Mm. So I just wanted to share it is – when you think about body confidence, we often think of like walking on the beach and, mm. you know, just people looking at us in a bikini and being like, oh my God, just look so hot, Ella. Mm. And, you know, just all of these comments. Mm. That's not body confidence. That's external validation. Mm. True body confidence is being able to just walk to the beach and just relax on the sand because mm. you're not like, oh my God, am I roll showing? Is my cellulite? How am I sitting? I've got to sit up. I've got to stuck in my stomach. Mm. It's a lack of personal observation mm. that's actually true body confidence where you're not thinking what do they think of me you know what mm. what do I look like and so when we can truly have body confidence it's just going to enjoy the beach without yeah. you don't care what people look but and it's okay to have body confidence and want external validation yeah. you know it's it's natural it feels amazing to have mm. people say oh my god you look so good and all mm. of that but just being able to separate body confidence 
from external validation because mm. people who are seeking external validation who want to be the hottest at the party who mm. want people talking about their body you know I struggled with this massively like I didn't want a good body I wanted like the best body mm. I wanted people being like how did you how do you look like that like yeah oh my god you've got the best body you know and I, I craved that mm. and I craved it from men and I can really relate Ella mm. like I had a really toxic relationship with men and yeah. food at the same time and so many triggers right you get rejected from a guy or mm. you're like all dressed up ready to go out for dinner on a saturday night and they're like cancel and yeah you're like, oh yeah i guess i'll just binge yeah. and then an hour later they're like hey you free and you're like well, fucking not now i've yeah. just eaten all this yeah. food. or they'll like booty call you and mm. they'll say and then you'll go and then you'll be binged already have eaten so much go feel sh- even shitter yeah it's just yeah. this spiraling of, of, of just desperate, like the same way that you're desperate for like chocolate when you're craving it. It's like mm. you're desperate for, and you think, you kid yourself, mm. just like with food, oh, this is making me feel better. No, it's not. Yeah. Sleeping with this guy, like this guy wanting me, oh my God, he's desperate. He's texting me at yeah. two o'clock in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. he's not texting other girls. You know, that's how we think of it. Yeah. And, we're, and it's so satisfying and we chase it and we crave it. Yeah. So we don't know what it feels like to just really love ourselves mm. really i know it sounds so cringe and i hate I used to hate people talking about self-love i was like oh but really self-love is so yeah. powerful because mm. women that love themselves do not tolerate that from mm. men ever you yeah. know it a crazy society that we live in though that if you are you know portraying yourself on social media or just as a as a person in society that you love yourself and mm. you have this this confidence that yeah. you just exude that you really have a lot of respect and you love yourself Mm. we live in a society though that that's taken and people look down at you for that because you love yourself yeah and you have confidence confidence and respect yeah and it upsets me because that would be the easy fix if people could just Mm. easily love themselves that Mm. like we should Mm. and that should just be bloody easy but then we live in a society that we're judged for that because Mm you love yourself too much and mm. that must mean that you don't care about anyone else. Or yeah. there yes. are like these preconceived ideas of what it means to love yourself. Mm. Yeah. Which, oh, she, you know, she's a female. She only just loves herself. Like she couldn't possibly love anything mm. else. Like yeah. how is that? How did we even get there? Because I was having this conversation yesterday with my partner, right? And yeah. we were talking, I don't know how it came up, but I was saying to him, like, I love you so much. But I love me more. Mm. Like I will always be. I will always come before him, you, you in my life. Yeah. And and I and I was trying to explain it to him, being like, that doesn't mean that I don't care about you. Mm. Yeah. It yeah. just means like I love myself and I have so much respect for myself mm. that I will always put myself at such a high, you know, standard and level. Mm. Yeah. But doesn't mean I don't love you any less, and doesn't mean that mm. you aren't like my number one in my life. It's like that thing that Sam from Sex and the City says, except she ends up leaving that guy. Yeah. You're not leaving your guy. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And, that, and that's what I'm saying because yeah. I remember her, that quote. She's like, like she's I like, love, I love you, you, but I love me more. more. Yeah, and she's like, right. I'll take the ring, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but we can do that in relationships. Yes, we can, we can mm. love someone else, but we can love ourselves just as much and always put ourselves first. Mm. And I think if we did that more, we would have a better relationship with mm. ourselves. Then in turn better relationship with food Mm. yeah yeah and i i think one it's really confronting to i think when you meet someone that's so confident you know you i can tell from the second i met you you Mm. know there is so much confidence Mm. and i think when if someone hates themselves that would be confronting and i suppose if it makes it any easier for you when you meet Mm. these people it's like 
what are they going through that they can't, yeah, that, exactly. that is so oh. threatening to them yeah. or confronting to them or mm. uncomfortable for them. And then the other thing I wanted to say in, in your conversation with your partner is I truly believe that the best gift, that, and this is not my, this isn't a professional opinion, this is just my own personal opinion, mm. is that the best gift you can give your partner is being the best version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's what 100%. they want. Yeah. At the end of the day, I know men can't say that because I would, I could not. never see Jack physically like saying that to me. Yeah. But really, truly, I know our relationship is at, at its best, and and we are the best together when I am taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. For like, sure. Yeah. And and. I think that's probably what I didn't explain to him in a, in a good way, but I, I will. I'm going to take that little and, and I'm going to like, hey, babe, you know the other day when we were sitting on the couch? And let, I me just, yeah, let me just rephrase myself. Yeah, let me just rephrase myself because it, it's so true. When I'm yeah. looking after me and yeah. when I am taking care of my body and soul and mm. my mind and everything, I'm better in our relationship and I'm mm. therefore better with to him. Yeah. Mm. And it's just, it, it is like this whole holistic approach, but at the mm. end of the day it comes back to how you respect Yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it raises the standard for who you're with. Mm, so then yeah. he's like, oh, well, she's getting up and going to the gym and putting good food in her body mm, and yeah. going after her career. Mm. Shit, I got to do that. I can't. She's going to drop me yeah. if I don't be the best version of myself. Mm. So I feel like you get caught up in this beautiful thing where you're trying to be the best version of you so that then when you come home and you're together, you're bringing your best version in and then mm. that just brings each other up and you just keep leveling up and it's yeah. and we know that the reverse is true as well when it's toxic and you're bringing mm. the worst version of yourself home and then you're fighting with your partner so they don't want to come home so they're being crap to you and it just spirals, doesn't yeah. it? It just goes both ways. And I was going to ask about like balancing food with relationships or toxic relationships. Like I know obviously my toxic relationships in the past with food and all that but now I'm in a very healthy relationship like absolute legend but at the start of the relationship legend absolute legend <laughs> um we were going out for a lot of dinners and we were yeah. eating a lot more and he is he's a machine he eats a lot yeah um so then <laughs> so I'm, Jack, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I can't compete with that like <laughs> my portion compared to his <laughs> he eats a lot but I also obviously have it in me to eat a lot. Yeah. I'm a big eater as it is. I run a lot. I exercise a lot. So I do fuel my body with yeah. a lot of food. But when we were eating out a lot more and, you know, he's got a sweet tooth. Mm. I obviously have a very big <laughs> sweet tooth. I did find it hard at the start to balance. Okay. He can technically eat double the amount of me because I'm half the size of him. But I could probably fit that amount in me, but I will yeah. feel sick. And I know that this is one of the questions from the Q&A that I put up. You know, if you've got a binge eating, if you've got binge eating history mm. and you want to go on dates, yeah. you know, how do you balance that? Like, yeah. Ordering I'm, out, basically, or ordering in, yeah. you know? I think it really depends on, you know, what we spoke about last time. It's about, okay, well, binge eating, it's either an emotional response mm. or it's a restriction response. So if we think about dating, it's usually quite happy. And so mm. the emotional response might not be there. Mm. Binge eating in a, an emotional setting is often related to negative emotions. But just like people who struggle with alcohol use, it mm. is also used to celebrate. And it's mm. also to enhance and to relax. So like, it's not. Fuck it. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's it's not like, just negative emotions. Okay. So I can say that you could be, you know, in just this like, woohoo, like, fuck it, who cares? Mm. Like almost irresponsible, but not necessarily. Mm. Um, wow. yeah. But I think what could be there is maybe the restriction stuff because mm. arguably that might 
not be as big. If you've got that under control, feeling positive feelings of happiness may not be enough, but I know it's something that women struggle with, but it tends to be women who have got this control around their eating. And then all of a sudden they, they do want to let go and they don't, you know, they're not needing desperate validation on how they look because they've got validation from someone mm. else. Like oh, I am loved. And so I suppose that one of the best things that you can do in that situation is, you know, some practical tips would be, be present, be really mindful when you're eating. Because like I said before, you could eat as much as him, mm. but your tummy is probably a little bit smaller mm. and that might not feel good. Yeah. And then going home and being intimate with someone when you feel a bit gross, you know, that's not fun either. Yeah. So I think just really coming back to that respect and mm. being like, what feels good? Yeah. I mm. want the pasta and I want some dessert, but let's share a dessert. Yeah. And if you want to get your own dessert and you want me to try this one, it's going to have a little taste like just yeah. because it's there mm. you don't have to eat it and I think that that's one of the biggest things I practiced in my own recovery mm. was just because it's there in front of me I don't have to eat it mm. like if I'm full and I'm done I don't care I don't want yeah. I, I'm not going to be here to be polite I'm not here to you know make anyone feel I just if I'm done I'm done because mm. it just feels horrible being yeah. overly full <laughs> How do I learn balance with sugary and processed foods? Mm. I always feel like I go overboard. Yeah. So look, we know from the research that highly processed foods are more palatable and we have the capacity to overeat them. Mm. So I'm huge on don't restrict yourselves. Don't mm. cut those foods out entirely. But it comes back to that approach of being, okay, what's best for me right now? Yeah. Like if I've had a processed breakfast because I was on the run, what can I have for lunch? Or if lunch is on the run, what can I have for dinner? And just trying to balance it out. Mm. And also I, what I personally practice is – I have a sweet tooth as well, mm -hmm. and I will always choose sweeter foods. If I'm craving chips, I'm like, eh, chips for me, I don't, I don't yeah. need it. <laughs> but I will, I like to have a bit of chocolate after dinner every night. Like mm. I, yeah. salt, like the yeah. sea salt, Oof. lint, dark chocolate, yeah. my all time oh favorite. Always. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. You know, so cutting that out is going to actually bring up that restricted, I need to eat mm. this like if I can't have a few pieces after dinner then I'm going to want the whole block mm. so for me I keep that in that's so important to me it's what I love yeah I don't love chips like yeah. they're nice and sometimes I feel I'm like the same but I prefer meh. chalky yeah same. you prefer chalky I do prefer chalky <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always got it there <laughs> yeah and yeah. like if I feel if it's 3 30 and I feel like I need two squares I yeah. will have it yeah. because you know what sometimes my sanity over fucking being like nah be good you know, yeah. it's a yeah. bit of bullshit. So I'm yeah. like, I get it. I need that little, that little yeah. hit at three thirty before yeah. I take meals out for a walk. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have the little bit of chalky. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like it feeds my soul as well as mm. it, it makes me happy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's such a good question because I know you know at different times of the month, if you, yeah. you are menstruating, you can have these cravings and and yeah. sometimes you can overdo it. You know, and yeah. then that's when you do feel the guilt of like, yeah. oh my god, I've you know you overdone it. Yeah. yeah, and fun. The other the second practical tip to that would be I like to buy single portions of things. Mm. Don't go and buy a Cadbury block of chocolate. Okay. Buy a Snickers bar if you want a oh. chocolate bar. You know, buy a single. It's something smaller. More expensive. I know it's not always the most, you know, practical thing. But, yeah. I mean, if you were but struggling it, and if, if you're really struggling. you really want to work on, I think that's yeah. a really great tip is yeah. not having portion. it in big portions in mm. the house. You know, yeah. just having it as a... Less. In mm. less. And to start with, at least. It's good to be able to expose yourself to that. It actually dulls the, the cravings when mm. you have it around you and you just like you're used to it it's almost like you know how I describe it is you know when you first fall in love and mm. 
they say I love you and you're like, ah, he said he loves me. <laughs> and you're like texting your girlfriends and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I love you too. <laughs> and then you've been together for three years and they're like, love you. And you're like, yeah, love you, babe. Mm. it's just exposure it's just yeah. exposure and you, it's still so special to have mm. someone love you like you know you're in a relationship I'm sure the first time he said I love you it was so special yeah. and now it's still oh, amazing I'm in such a healthy it relationship is. but you're not like texting out your friends yeah. you're not like hey, yeah, oh my god he said he loved it. me you know <laughs> chocolate yeah, yeah. If, if food is like that if, if you yeah. struggle with the restriction side of things and you allow it to be around you all mm. of a sudden like chocolate's delicious pasta's delicious but mm. it's like I can have that whenever yeah. So like it's it's the same way I feel about being in love when my husband yeah. says he loves me. I'm like, I, I like too. that. I like that comparison. Yeah. This is a really great question mm-hmm. and I think this has a lot to do with the self-love and, mm. you know, be, the, the respect. Great question here is how to become comfortable with weight gain in trying to achieve total food freedom? Yeah, that's a that's a brave question because yep. I resisted that mm. for a long time. The the weight gain is what scares the majority of people off getting yeah. help, 100%. It's, it's yeah. terrifying. And, and the work that needs doing mm. is around body image. Yeah, It, it really is what I spoke about when it, about confidence. Mm. Like it's about just enjoy your life. Mm. You don't need, like if you love, the, going to the beach isn't about being on show with your body. It's not yeah. a showcase of your body. No one gives a fuck what you look like. The people that do give a fuck are the people that are so busy judging and comparing themselves to you. It's like just go, like buy the swimmers, go to the beach, have fun. And with practice, that does get easier. Mm. I know it's way easier said than done. The amount of meltdowns I had gaining weight in recovery, Mm. like – I cannot tell you, especially mm. clothes shopping, um, <laughs> really challenging. So my my big practical tip, because that's in theory great, practical mm. tips are where it's at, I think. And I would say go and buy, size up your clothes. Yeah. Size that's up. That's what I had to do. Yeah. And just be comfortable. Stop trying to fit into that jean that you oh, wore two years ago, honey, because yes. it's not yes. going to fit. I did hold on to a couple of pairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it would be like motivation, but if anything, it actually just made me sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I decided to make that choice yeah. of actually just going the size up, Ella, because yes. it's going to fit you more comfortably. It's, yes. And you're not that size anymore. Yes. Like keeping the jeans there as like, oh, you know, it would give me incentive. It's actually probably does the opposite. Yeah. It, it makes, makes you feel, feel depressed because because you're like, I'm never going to fit into that yeah. again. Yeah. So don't keep it around. Go give it to, to Vinny's. Yeah. You know, yes. donate the old pairs of jeans and just. I also think it it's a form of being self-aware. Yeah. Like taking that control of also just like a level of accepting. Yeah. Like accepting, okay, the fact is this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like let's take the baby steps to feel better, which means wearing things that actually fit you rather yeah. than suffocate you. Absolutely. And you get, you, know, you got to unbutton your jeans when you've had a meal. That was me all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think it is brave. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, it means that you're more self-aware if you take control of Definitely. Because facing the truth at the time. When you feel fat, like people binge because they feel fat and and your jeans digging in while you're trying to enjoy your life is a huge trigger. It's the worst. It's the worst feeling. Worst feeling. (laughs) Another question in the same realm of of that is how do I stop thinking that the binge is the reward for starving Mm. myself? Yeah. I mean, that's where you've got to look at what is your relationship with self? Mm. Because is eating until you feel sick a reward? Mm. I would argue not. And, And do you know... Not even a binge. I know so many people who are like, oh, my God, I'm going on holidays. I'm going to eat whatever I want. Mm. And I'm like, the worst idea of a holiday for me is going and eating whatever I want. Mm. I don't want to wake up feeling sluggish, Mm. full, 
bloated, crappy. Mm. No way. Like I remember you saying that you get up when you're on holidays, you get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. because you like that. That's your lifestyle now. Yeah. yeah. And it's that feels good. Why would you stop doing mm. that on a holiday? Mm. So uh, anyone who is rewarding themselves with food, it's like, is that a reward? Mm. Sure. Like reward yourself with like an ice cream. Or mm. some chocolate or whatever that portion size to you is. It doesn't matter what the portion is. Mm. It's about don't take it to the point that you feel sick. That's not yeah. rewarding. That's punishing. Like I punishing. just got back from four weeks in Europe, right? Mm. And when you're in Italy, like you're walking around mm. all day and like you, you go and you have your beautiful pasta. But after a few days of eating just pasta and pizza and carbs, yeah. you do feel like you want the veggies. So that's yeah. what I would have. But also if we're walking around and it's the afternoon, I'll go and have a scoop of gelato. Like yeah. you don't restrict yourself. But I think there's a difference between just letting yourself eat everything just because you're in another country or just because yes. you're on holiday. Yes. There's a very big difference there. Because yeah. it's like we would all often have to plan out our days about when we would eat because we wanted to make sure that we could – have a really nice big dinner so we'd like make sure we get all our steps in and yeah you you can't just because every corner is something delicious you can't just be eating everything that you see is delicious because you can't fit it in you You have to just be realistic yeah you do and and i think that just such a practical step towards that is get something else to treat you like one incorporate those foods that you're treating yourself with in the binge like Mm. someone who's rewarding themselves with a binge is probably I'm assuming, leaving out some delicious foods that they enjoy. So try and, yeah. if you know, trickle that into your day mm-hmm. and then treat yourself with something else. Go buy yourself a cute dress, mm. or, you know, like yeah. a new pair of shoes. Like well, it doesn't have to be expensive. Go get your nails done. Mm. Go get a massage. Go yeah. just do something nice. Yeah. I think looking at different ways to treat ourselves. And, I mean, in emotional eating, when I ask my girls, you know, you only use food as a reward. What else have you mm. got? They're like, nothing. Mm. It's really common for people to feel like there is nothing else in my life that makes me feel good. You know, that's all they look forward to is food. That's the only, you know, Mm. it's... it's Mine's runners now. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be food, but I just bought some new runners on the weekend and that was the best feeling ever. Nice little treat. I prefer runners over heels, that's for sure. Oh, my God, yeah. I think mine is like... I don't know, the feeling of like having a really nice everything shower and getting out of the shower. Like that's um, my reward at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's nice. But And also maybe having a glass of white wine like that much. Yeah, yeah a mini glass. Fine. Yeah, that's great. It's easily I love accessible. My, I have my white wine of a night time. I actually just don't like the taste though either. Oh, I love the taste. I know, it's so I love, I love the taste. I like. I feel like I drink for taste. I hate feeling drunk. I don't even really like feeling tipsy. Oh, I love it. Oh, how There's a time and a place for it. I mean, I, I, I was like, at a wedding on the weekend and I had like five glasses of Prosecco. Well, how did you go? First time I've drunk in maybe six months. How did it feel? And I had the worst headache the next oh, day. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this actually fucking sucks. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but another really good question was the tools to self-soothe when these triggers come on. Great Amazing. Question. Great mm. question. So where I think the advice falls down here is it needs to be a little bit more nuanced and it's like, okay, what is the emotion that you're trying to soothe? Because mm. if you're, you know, people are like, oh, don't eat chocolate, go for a run, call a friend. No. And it's like, oh, okay, fuck, if you're depressed, <laughs> no. if, you've yeah. had a re- if you're going through heartbreak, Mm. You're not fucking going for a run. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. You, yeah. So it's really about one identifying mm. what is what is it you need soothing from? Because if it's anger, you need a boxing class. Yeah. You need to like get in the car, drive around, and yell. You mm. need to just put on some loud music, yeah, loud music, music yeah. let it out. And if you're like sad and 
you know, depressed and heartbroken or, mm. you know, those kind of low energy emotions, you need to crawl into a hot shower and yeah. just like cry, cry or out. journal or just go do a warm yoga class that's mm. nice and slow and gentle. Or, you know, if you've got a partner, go cuddle them. Mm. You know, these are the kind of, it really, if you're bored, it's like, well, you need stimulation. Yeah. You know, you got to, you have to identify. I think there's too much just like go for a run, do this. Mm. It's like, no, you have to tee up the energy mm. of the emotion yeah. with the alternative. So stop just like replacing it with yeah. something like with anything. You yeah. know, oh, go, go for a run, go and do something else. It's like, okay, let's identify why yeah. you are feeling like this yeah. and why you're about to mm-hmm. have those feelings and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. What is actually creating that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. It's interesting how they're all, I guess your like recommendations all go to like stimulation and like mm. releasing yeah. endorphins, like boxing, fitness, or like, I guess crying doesn't release endorphins, but it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Crying Crying's amazing. I, Crying I, I, is amazing. I wish I cried more. I just don't fucking cry. I had a. Can I tell you what I had a cry most recently at? Yeah. Like? So we're watching a current affair. It's my, you know, yeah. It's my shitty TV that I just love. <laughs> I, it's my mindless TV. But there was this beautiful story about this young man who had learning dif- difficulties and he found it hard to find a job. And is he, this the Bunnings guy? Yeah. Oh, I watched this. The but he knows he, he goes he to Bunnings it, yeah. as his like happy place. Mm. He knows everything about lawnmowers and mm. whippersnippers. Did you see that they actually got him on like three weeks ago? Yes. And then they found they got him a and job. And then Bunnings got oh. him. And I had a cry at that, and I'm like, that. I did watch that. That was really nice. That I feel good after I have a cry. Yeah, that's like a happy cry too. It's like, oh my god, I wish the world had more of this in it. Yeah, and like the guy from Still came and gave him his own whippersnipper, and and it was just like. The nicest thing, you know? I, I just wish I... I mean, I did cry recently to that horrible... Did you see that really sad wedding that happened? Oh. Uh, I saw it on TikTok. There was a wedding in, a, I think it was Iraq. Iraq a, yeah. And, like, there was a fire at this wedding and, there like, was indoor fireworks. died. Indoor <gasps> fireworks that just blew oh up everywhere. Oh, my gosh. And I came up on TikTok and I was like, okay, this... I, I was, like, genuinely yeah. tearing up on the toilet. I was having toilet time watching it because that's when I scroll on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And it was – that was really horrible. That's that, horrific. But otherwise, yeah, like that's it's like good real – It's good Yeah. Yeah. And I know some people find it hard because Isabella, my best friend, she oh, yeah. really struggles with crying. Like she never – she's like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I can't yeah. cry. But I think now as she's kind of just accepted that, all right, not everything is going to make me cry. Mm. But if I really need – need it mm. i need to allow myself to yeah. and trigger feel. it in yourself yeah. like go watch a fa- sad movie yeah or some sad music. and allow yourself to cry and know mm. that it's not a weakness know yeah that it's actually no, a... it feels good though like i know that it feels good i see i probably cry more than the average person but i cry for happy things i cry mm. if i'm like stressed out sometimes I'll just need to release it but it actually helps me like that's mm. something that I've mm. realized within myself mm. is is a release a mm. super healthy one yeah. too all right well we've got a couple more questions Let's get through them um okay how to avoid binge eating long term and things slash habits to avoid to get away from binging okay so I think snacking yeah is huge Snacking is a behavior that you're never kind of hungry, you're never kind of full, and it's such a precursor to binges Mm. because you kind of are just like, oh, well, 
you know, you might start snacking in the afternoon and then you're not hungry enough for dinner, so you don't eat dinner and then you're hungry, so you keep mm. snacking and it yeah, just... Yeah, but then you're hungry after dinner time. Yes. Like, so you're kind yeah. of drip feeding yourself. It's it's different from like a rapid crazy binge, mm. but, I, you know, it is definitely one of the behaviours that we know can lead to a binge. Another big one is yeah. skipping, allowing yourself to get too hungry or too full. Mm. So if you have a history of binge eating, I don't recommend intermittent fasting. I don't mm. recommend it anyway. Um, really? But, why is that? Well, I mean... A lot of the research done, they're just starting to do more research now on women, but all of the research that we heard about, it's like great for body fat, great for focus and mental stimulation, all done on men. And their hormones are so different. So different. Mm. You know, women, just our hormones, we want safety and security and we want to be able to, whether you want babies or not, the body wants to know that they can build a baby. You know, it wants that safety and security. So it's just a different hormone mm. um but we definitely get used to a certain way of eating we yeah. definitely that becomes our pattern mm. and it's yes. you know it's you just be used to like people that are used to intermittent fasting like they're just used to having bigger lunches and dinners yeah they're just so used to it so then all of a sudden they eat three meals a day and they're like what? so this is a good question only because i struggle with it as well not binge eating but have you dealt with body dysmorphia if so how do you move past it yeah so body i mean body dysmorphia is ties so closely in with our body image right it's, yeah. it's like a distorted view of your body image mm-hmm. and it i did so when i recovered from my eating disorder i then a few years later which was only maybe five years ago mm-hmm. went and dealt with my body image because even wow. though i could eat healthy and i had a lot of respect for my body there was this pull to kind of be leaner and mm-hmm. how good it you know just I, there was this pull mm-hmm. towards wanting to look mm-hmm. good wouldn't look better and so i did a deep dive into this work and really that's where i got clarity and was able to differentiate. I mean, by this stage, I'd also done my postgrad degree in neuroscience and psychology. So I felt like I had a way better understanding of it. Mm. But it was like, I am so much more than just my body. Mm. Like there is so much more to me. And if you think about your favorite woman in your life, Mm. like if you think about her and you think about all the reasons you love her, and I've just got a few women in my head, Mm. not once do I think about their body and what they look yeah. like? I'm like, my girlfriends, my mom, my sisters, mm. my aunties, they like, yeah. they lift me up. Yeah. They are in my corner it's cheering so for me when I'm struggling. They don't give a fuck what I look like. Mm. But I also, do, I could not care. Yeah. A girlfriend gains 5, 10, 15, yeah. 20 kilos. I couldn't care less. She's still an angel to me. She yeah. still treats me with respect. She still loves me. Mm. And I think what you said, we're so harsh on ourselves. You, you sound particularly harsh on yeah. yourself for sure. But Definitely. as a rule, we are hard mm. on ourselves, especially people that struggle with disordered eating. Mm. And I think it really is. And I would do that as an exercise. And I would write down who are your top five favorite women in your life and then write your top five favorite things about each of those, those women. Mm. And I promise you not once are you going to be like, she's got the best body. Yeah. <laughs> she's got the True. fittest rig. Like, yeah. just it doesn't come up. Mm. And I think being able to really, you're not special. Mm. You're not like this broken person that people, oh, well, I'm not all those things. So they mm. must only love me for my body. Yeah. It's just not the case. And your partners as well, I'm sure. If you think about your partners, you're not like, mm. well, I'm only with them for their, body. their bodies. Oh my yeah. God. You're like, I mean, he's got a great bum. Yeah. He's got a great tush. He's got a bigger tush than mine. It comes into like a part of like why you're like attraction. Yeah. Attraction. But it's, it's so true because that's the last thing you really Mm. ultimately think about. But Mm. when it comes to body dysmorphia, I think it, it, 
starts very early on. Mm, it, it's so much more magnified now with the use of social media mm, and yeah. how easily we can see images and view things and all mm. of that kind of stuff. And I know, like, as a 30-year-old woman, I still fall into that where I'm like, I'm at the gym. Do I wear the bike shorts? Do mm, I wear the shorts? Mm, like, mm. you know, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear the full-length tights. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to wear shorts today because I'm feeling a little bit, you know, self-conscious yes. of, like mm. about the back of my legs. Or I'm like... That's why I wear full-length basically all the time but then yeah. i'm like you know what F- why the fuck am i yeah, yeah. if it's like, hot i wear the shorts yeah you know and also no one's looking no one's and, it, and if they are and if they're gonna judge me well fuck them at the end of the yeah. day. that says way more <laughs> about them than you <laughs> you know and i guess with body dysmorphia like what are the early signs or how do you even kind of realize that you may have it yeah I mean, that's hard because mm. it's it's a, it's a distortion mm. and we can only live, I mean, this feels like getting deep into it, but mm. we can only view anything in the world as a ref, like as a reflection of our own experience, mm. you know? So you listening to me, you'll, you'll hear, I'll say the same thing, but how you hear it will be different to how Dom hears mm. it because you, we've all got filters. And mm. so it, that can be really hard to, to understand what are your blind filters that you're seeing your body through. Mm. Um, but I think, and I think as well, Women always tell themselves, or I would tell myself when people are like, Chris, you've got an amazing body, like I'd kill for your body. I'm mm. like, you fucking suck up, stop lying or mm. stop lying to me. Yeah. I'm insulted that you would even think that I'd fall for that bullshit. Mm. And, you know, I look back at photos and I'm like, yeah, they probably weren't lying, you mm. know, but you, yeah. at the time you're thinking that I would be insulted. I'd yeah. be like, I can't believe you just are so condescending I'm, to call me I also am very aware of complimenting a female on their bod- on their bodies or on how they mm. like, look mm. on their looks because and I know from experience because I know when people were complimenting me most like years ago when I was like going through a lot of things and I was like very very thin because I wasn't eating and mm. I was going through a lot of mental health struggles people were saying oh my god you look amazing like how have you lo-? yeah but people don't know that I was struggling so much and I wish I could eat more like I wish I could put yeah. on yeah yeah and so I'm really aware now of complimenting women on their image because Mm. you don't really ever know how much they're struggling Mm. and you just really don't know at the end of the day if that's going to affect them in a positive or a negative way. And I just think it's just best to be like if if someone's posted something on Instagram and it's really thought-provoking, you know, comment or something, to compliment them on that rather than being like, oh, my God, like you're – fucking legs look amazing yeah yeah or, yeah, just, yeah or just say wow you look so beautiful yeah today you know uh, like just there are ways to word certain things mm. to not make it only a person's worth being on how they look yeah, yeah. absolutely but it, yeah. it is hard because it's a it's a blind filter and it's mm. i think it comes to trusting the people around you and asking for their opinion and also just noticing it's it's a hyper fixation there's body dysmorphia it's yes it's distorted mm. but you're obsessed with it so i think that's the easiest easier part to pick up on is that you're thinking about it all the time if you are looking at every reflection mm. and like how do i look and sucking in if you're sitting here being like sucking mm. in and going to dinner and like con- so conscious of what you look like mm. yeah, you you might be at risk of, of mm. struggling with this you know because it goes hand in hand and how do you overcome it how do you work on it or work through it it's really about it is i mean that exercise about looking at the other women in your life yeah. and, and it's really being able to put put your worth into other areas and you know who makes up Ella what what mm. makes you up because yes you can be a beautiful girl and you can have x body and you can be fit but 
there's so much more to you. Mm. And if you, another really wonderful exercise to do, and it sounds really cringy, but mm-hmm. I was made to do it and I loved it and I make everyone I work with do it, mm-hmm. is sending five people a message and asking them, describe me in five words. Aww. And you, it sounds super cringy and I was like, fuck, I'm not oh, going like to do that. that. I like that. Yeah, And you get it back and you were just like, oh, I'm funny. I'm smart. You think I'm reliable? You think I'm mm. trustworthy? And no one's going to, you, know, you might get, you know, if you send it to your boyfriend, they might be like, you're hot, babe. You yeah. Know? But as yeah. a rule, you'll notice that 90% of why people love you has got nothing to do with your looks. And I think it's just about reinforcing that. Mm. Um, another thing I think as well is when we feel crap in our bodies, we tend to wear the, you know, the old sweatpants and the great mm. gross clothes. We don't want to invest in beautiful clothing that make us yeah. feel good when we don't feel good in our bodies. And that was one of the best things I ever did is mm. I was like, no, I went on a shopping spree yeah. when I gained weight and I was like, I want to feel fantastic mm. in this new bigger body. And you and can. That's yeah. Yeah. Can. Like yeah. Also fashion trends and all of that kind of stuff, they come and go. But I think yeah. dressing to make yourself feel amazing mm. is so underrated. Same. Mm. And I think so too. I think it's – and, you know, some people might poo-poo it and be like, oh, it's just like clothes that's so like – Shallow. You know, shallow yeah. materialistic. But – yeah, actually, maybe it is materialistic, but it makes me feel amazing. Mm. And yeah. that is priceless. And that's Definitely. like, yeah, like even just the little things, like if you put a bit of makeup on for the day. Yeah. Like I never wear makeup anymore these days, but today I put makeup on. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I actually feel really good. Yeah. It's just really like, nice. It's the <laughs> little things that you can yeah. do yes. yourself, whether that is putting, you know, some makeup on or going yeah. and get a blow wave or mm. buying yeah. yourself that new shirt that you really want. And, yeah. You know, and, and wearing that necklace that you never really wear. It's always mm. in your cupboard and you're too scared yeah. to pull it out. Like doing the little things for yourself. I, I know think. for me personally, that makes me feel, feel good. Me too. Feel yeah. good in myself. Bit of fake tan. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It makes such a difference. It's, it's so much. Yeah. And being It'll, able to focus on other other things that you look like, you mm. know, it's not just about what your body looks like mm. and, and feeling, because I think a big part, I'm not sure if you can relate, it's like you don't want to leave the house because you feel yeah. so gross and fat and ugly. Mm. So it's like, no, I can look presentable because I'm going to I'm gonna do my hair mm. and I'm going to put my makeup on and I'm going to wear that bright lippy and yeah. cute shoes and just <laughs> exactly. you go out yeah. and you're like, I don't yeah. look so bad. Mm. And you keep doing that and you keep doing it and it is, it's pushing those boundaries. It's yeah. pushing yourself and being like, I'm going to go to this thing, a big thing. People cancel like, Binge eaters, they can be flaky. I all the time. Yeah, really mm. flaky. Because yeah. it's, they're like, I feel shit. I'm, yeah. I've had a meltdown in front of my wardrobe. I don't want to wear all any the time. of this. So I'd it's, like, get ready, hair and makeup would be yeah. done. I'd go and put on an outfit and I'm like, no, nah, yeah. not going. Sorry, not guys, going. not feeling well. Nothing looks good. And mm. God forbid you're having a bad hair day as well and you're just like, oh, no, fuck it. It's all over. It's all, it's over. all fucking over. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> See us later. Not coming. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so weird that you say that. I didn't. Now I know that, that binges are flaky. Because yeah. I was very flaky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It is a, a generalization. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, can relate. So, it does. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can probably relate to a lot of the things we've spoken about today. Mm. I know for one, I've learned so, so much yeah. and it's opened my mind to a lot. And I mm. feel as though, you know, I'm so much more empathetic now mm. towards people in my life that I can see signs of these kind of, yeah. you know, things in their life. And and that just makes me more aware and, mm. uh, you know, how to approach them and how to support them through certain things and make their lives easier. I think it's just 
we've we've gone through so much and just yeah thank you so much chris for being yeah. here we are going to leave all of your contact mm-hmm. details in our show notes so that people can reach out to you and talk to you in a you know very private way it's mm. all confidential and private yeah. and which is really important because i know it can sometimes be a little bit confronting if you want to go to the gp and you have to sit there in the office yeah. and it's, mm. it's all a bit scary so we will leave chris's details mm-hmm. in the show notes that you can reach out to her yeah so yeah thank you so much for coming today gosh i mean it's it's almost like a bit uh, confronting talking about, like even when I recorded the binge eating episode, it was a little confronting for me mm. and then I listened to it. And like even talking with you today, I'm like, hmm, there's like things that I've learned that I'm like, wow, that makes sense. Yeah. Because mm. I'd never really spoken to anyone before, like yeah. professionally. Um, so thank you so much for shedding more light for me and our listeners. Thanks for having me. I've loved it. You know, like I shared, I struggled with this for 15 years. I am so passionate about Mm. women it 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 changes your life to get through this like it changes your life and oh my god like if you just get one thing out of this you know I'm so happy because it is it feels like a real private hell Mm. that only you're going through and no one understands you and what the hell's wrong with you and I Mm. just yeah there's so many people that struggle I think the more we get this out there Mm. like you guys are doing a great thing and it's hard to be vulnerable doesn't matter whether it's eating disorders or the anxiety or depression it's Mm. it's hard and but once you speak about it you're like it is and and this is all we've prided ourselves always on this being a very safe space to be open and honest Mm. and vulnerable and the beauty and vulnerability is amazing and you know it's just one chat at a time that we hope that we can show that and give people and our listeners the confidence that mm. to show that vulnerable side yeah, yeah. um and, and that's that beautiful it's, and that it is scary but they're also not alone and we always yeah. tend to remind yeah. our listeners that we are just two normal chicks yeah. now who have a verified account but yeah we are going through the same yeah. shit as everyone same else same bitch just with a blue tick yeah I mean, <laughs> we're the same like, people it's all very yeah. normal over here going yep. through the same stuff as yeah. everyone and that they're not alone yeah so love it yeah yeah yeah. Thanks so much for, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. And thanks for listening, guys. All right, guys, that's the end of another episode of Sit With Us. But we just wanted to come on here and let you guys know we've got a very special guest once again next week sitting mm-hmm. with us. We have Abby from Zong Center in Melbourne. So as you guys would have seen on my socials, and I've spoken about it on the pod, I think more than once because I forgot that I actually had spoken about it. Um, so as you know, I've been getting the cosmetic acupuncture. So I thought it would be really cool to get Abby on because there's so much that I don't know about acupuncture. She's also got amazing IV drips and we just want to pick her brains about acupuncture and Chinese medicine, herbs, like, it is mind-blowing. I went in there with a migraine the other day. Wow. Oh, fuck that. I needed that last week. Yeah, I went in with the worst fucking headache. Maybe it wasn't a migraine, but it was a headache. And I don't get them very often. Yeah. And I told him he put a lot more needles in certain pressure points on my feet. Like, wow, in my feet. And the pain went away. And I didn't even realize until he asked me. He'd done the needles. Then he put a few in my, like, above my wrist and in my hand in certain pressure points. And then he was like, how's it feeling on the where it, where it was hurting, which was like the top left side, like right up Tension, here. Tension, headache, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, it's gone. Wow. And then it kind of came back a little bit and then he put one right where the, the pain was. Because he was like, how how bad is it? If it's too bad, we probably won't put as many in. Yeah. But then he, yeah, he put right one in the spot. And I'm telling you, I walked out of there with no fucking headache. 
and wow, I have just so many questions. So safe to say this is going to be really interesting, and yeah. it's something that has been around for thousands and thousands of years, forever, is just incredible. And to get an insight in that and bring that to you guys, so yeah. that's really exciting. So we'll chat to you then. 